Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football League right here in Ireland. Your host, Alan Byrne, alongside as ever, Boo Earns himself, Owen Byrne, Owen, end of the regular season of fantasy. Yeah, bittersweet, Alan. Um, you know, sad to see the, it, it uh, pass by so quickly, but, you know, exciting playoffs ahead and plenty still going on. There sure is. There is a lot going on across the NFL, across fantasy. We have a lot to get into today, lots to talk about. So let's hit the news. <laughs> you with some knowledge the news this week starts off on a sad note with the passing of former denver broncos wide receiver demarius thomas at just 33 years of age demarius was a tremendous wide receiver uh, for the broncos uh, particularly during the manning years uh, alongside eric decker but uh, and a great fantasy option for guys playing uh, fantasy back in those days. But, uh, you know, sad, sad news. Yeah, uh, real sad for sure. Uh, former first-round pick, uh, as you said, played the majority of his career at Denver. Got that Super Bowl ring with uh, with Manning there. Finished his uh, career with just under 10,000 yards. Receiving 63 touchdowns. Great player. Yeah. Sad to see him Absolutely. Go. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, taken in the same draft that the Broncos took Tim Tebow. Of course, Tebow mania took over and Demarius quietly went about becoming one of the best receivers in the league. Uh, a guy gone way too soon. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, some nice tributes uh, across the league this uh, week, uh, in particular in Denver. Indeed there were. Yeah, that's sad news. All right, to start things off. On to NFL games through week 14. Started Thursday night with a bizarre game in Minnesota. The Vikings beat the Steelers 36-28. Vikings 29 to no score up with two minutes left to play in the third quarter. Ahead for 40 minutes. Almost let the Steelers back into this one. Dalvin Cook returns. Missing just one game from a dislocated shoulder, 205 yards and two touchdowns. But all the news came out of this game. Chase Claypool. Yeah, um, bizarre old game, but kind of typical for the Vikings. Um, they are a better team playing from behind than they are with the lead. Uh, we've seen them many times this season. They've been in too many close games for their liking and their fans' liking, but... Uh, you know, as you said, Cook had a big game. Um, thought the Steelers came out and played in the second half. Ben played outstanding, um, particularly the last 20-odd minutes of the game. But, uh, yeah, Claypool acting the nuisance again and, you know, looking for his music and all this other nonsense. Uh, sit down, young buck, sit down. Indeed, celebrating uh, getting a first down with 30 seconds on the clock. They, re- they reckon he wasted 12 to 14 seconds of time which could have given them two more shots at the end zone in the dying seconds where they only had one and it was dropped. They could have brought it to overtime. Yeah, 
total nuisance really altogether and you know Mike Tomlin needs to uh, nip that shit in the bud yeah Mike Tomlin needs to do a lot I think that whole Claypool uh, saga has just papered over probably the worst half of football I've ever seen a team play and I've seen some bad teams play in NFL but that was one in my memory that sticks out as being absolutely putrid in all facets of the game yeah oh yeah that first half was uh really abysmal they couldn't get anything going ben looked like he was 90 years old um they couldn't run the ball receivers couldn't get open it was really tragic like they couldn't block nothing was going right at all but look they pulled it together in the second half um they uh came out played ben played quite well i thought um uh, made some nice throws and some clutch passes in the end zone too indeed on to sunday the New Orleans Saints would get their first victory in six weeks as they beat the Jets in New York by 30 points to nine. Taysom Hill quarterbacking the win through the air and on the ground. Yeah, uh, you know, when you're t- you have a tight end playing quarterback for you, you have to do a lot of things on the ground. Alvin Kamara had a real nice day. Uh, Taysom Hill had a nice day on the ground. Um Probably disappointed he didn't get to catch any passes, but look, that's how it goes. Again, we spoke about the Jets in the past. They're no world beers like, so, um, you know, handy enough win for the Saints. They should be winning these games, so, um, you know, it's hardly unsurprising, really. Indeed. A big one in the AFC North, the uh, Cleveland Browns get one over their bitter rivals, the Baltimore Ravens, 24-22. to Baltimore has lost two straight division games for the first time since 2016. Lamar Jackson went off with an ankle injury, uh, and the Browns sneak away with the win. Yeah, um, Huntley had to play most of this one, really. Um, look, uh, uh, what stood out to me most in this game is how poor the Browns can be. Um, you know, people spoke about them being... In that Super Bowl bubble at the start of the season, and they're they're just not there. They're not uh, they're not good enough at all levels, really. I mean, outside of maybe the O line, they really struggled. Um, uh, Ravens lost Lamar, as we said early. Huntley came on. I mean, the good thing about when you're when Huntley is your backup uh, for the Ravens is the playbook doesn't change. Really similar player to Lamar can run, uh, pass and similar level. So, you know, the whole playbook isn't open. So they were able to get uh, the offense going after after a couple of drives and make a game of it. But, uh, yeah, thought the Browns were really poor. And I wouldn't be uh, too optimistic about them going forward. Indeed. Also playing poor but still winning, the Dallas Cowboys get a win over the Washington football team 27-20. to uh, Really not a good game from Dak again. Not a good game from Zeke again. Uh, but they get away with the win. Their uh, their defense uh, coming to the rescue this week. Yeah, uh, all the story this week uh, was uh, defense for them. Uh, Mika Parson catching a lot of headlines. Um, but yeah, look, they they slipped. Um, they let Washington right back into this, and do you know what I mean? They eke out the win, but really unimpressive. Uh, not good enough, really, and. Look, I don't think too many people are going to be looking at Dallas the way they're playing at the moment and be too worried about them come playoff time. 
Indeed, indeed. Trying to get their way into the playoffs, the Atlanta Falcons get another win on the board in 6-7 and seven for the season. Um, they win 29-21 away at division rivals, the Carolina Panthers, who benched comeback QB Cam Newton in this one. Yeah, uh, seemed to bench him for one drive and then bring him back on the following drive. Bit strange, but... Uh... You know, PJ Walker again, he's a similar type of player as you know, obviously he's not as big as Cam or whatever, but he can run around. Um he got uh, scouted in the XFL there when that had restarted. Uh he can move and uh you know, he can throw. But look, I mean, Cam Newton is he's he's awful. Like he just can't pass the ball. Like it's Do you know what I mean? It's laughable at this stage, I think, um, that he's even playing for a team, never mind uh, starting for a team. But uh, like we uh, said a few weeks ago, they're back down to earth now. Uh, oh, debut, he ran in two touchdowns from two yards out. Like, I mean, of course he did. He's 6'5", fucking 240 pounds. Like, I mean, uh, you know, there's plenty of players in the league that can do that. But, you know, he's he's not a QB, like, you know. <laughs> you know, he's, he's in that class. Not a QB, Cam Newton. Running back, Cam Newton. He's not a QB. Who is a QB, however, is Patrick Mahomes, and he and the Chiefs are beginning to hum after an up-and-down start of the season. They're now 9-4, and four, knocking on the door of a playoff by a huge 48 points to 9 victory over their divisional rivals, the Raiders, who, of course, beat them in Las Vegas earlier in the season. KC, their defense now stepping it up have allowed fewer than 10 points in three straight games from the first time since 1997. They are rolling. Yeah, uh, really starting to heat up, really starting to look dangerous. Um, the offense is starting to uh, get going all right, but uh, definitely the bigger story here is the defense. It's, they've been uh, pretty outstanding the last couple of weeks and showing no signs of letting anyone through. Um, Raiders never got anything going here, Derek Carr. You know what I mean? He struggled really to to find rhythm. Um, you know he actually had nice completes completion percentages, but never really hitting anything downfield. Everything was short, dink and dunk. They never got were were never allowed to get moving. Really great defense from the Chiefs. Indeed, the Seattle Seahawks beat the Houston Texans thirty three to thirteen. A routine win. Tyler Lockett. The main man and in the receiving game, but Rashad Penny getting his first real shot at the starting gig and making the most of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know they they drafted Penny a number of years ago, thinking he could be this kind of player. Now look, Chris Carson's been good over the years, kind of keeping him at bay. But uh, this is where this is the kind of um production they were looking from Penny. So it's nice to see him taking a. Um, advantage of his opportunities this is a big opportunity for him and he has a day 137 yards for two touchdowns i mean that's a that's a nice day for anyone look uh the texans we all know they don't have much to offer but to be fair now davis mills uh rookie qb given the start this week had a nice day over 300 yards passing touchdown no picks and fairly accurate too um you know what i mean could be pitching his hat in there for a permanent job yeah, absolutely he could. Uh, I suppose if he gets more opportunities now with Tyrod Taylor out for the rest of the season, you know, he could uh, could certainly give him the confidence to uh, to push forward for next year. 
Yeah, absolutely. More games like this now. He's going to be uh, feeling pretty good um, despite the loss. Indeed, not feeling pretty good despite the loss is number one overall pick Trevor Lawrence. Now, I think we could devote most of our podcast to talk about the state of the Jacksonville Jaguars at the moment. But they're blown out, shut out again this season, 20 points to O to the Titans. Rushed for only eight yards in the game. Of course, all sorts of midweek accusations going on that Urban Meyer was calling the rest of his coaches losers, etc. And uh, it is just a dumpster fire in Jacksonville. Yeah, a total shit show there, Al. I mean, look, as you said, we could devote hours to talk about this nonsense. Um, but look, Trevor hasn't looked great. Now, is it the play calling? Is it the coaching? Is it the players around him? I mean, there's any number of things. He hasn't been playing well. That's the bottom line. And um, the second coming looks like a, a thing of the past at the moment. Um, I still believe he uh, can turn it around if they get the right coach in there and, you know, play their good players instead of benching their good players. Um, strange. It just... You know, I've seen some report this week that it's like Urban Meyer is just trying to get fired so he gets the payout. I mean, yeah. I mean, it looks that way. I mean, it's you know, it looks more obvious every day of the week. Yeah. So, so someone's someone's leaking the information. It could be him. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, and look, uh, Trevor Lawrence is obviously getting no help. I mean, James Robinson was benched last week. It was. Uh, Apparently, Lawrence, who said to his coach, you got to bring this guy back in. He's too good. And asked afterwards, Urban Meyer was like, oh, I didn't even know he was on the bench and uh, throwing his coaches under the bus. And uh, it's just not a good look. It's just just not good. No, but look, even look, even with you have a rookie Q, uh, QB, I mean, you have to help him by establishing the run. They ran the ball seven times outside of the one time. Um Lawrence scrambled for two yards. They called seven running plays. I mean, that's a joke. Like, oh, yeah. your QB is clearly struggling behind your shit team and you're not trying to help him at all. You're leaving him out there to pass it 40 times. Like, come on. It's a joke. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt he's going to throw interceptions and, uh, yeah, be under pressure. Yeah, as I said, we could talk about that for a while, but... Uh, We'll look at more of that in the offseason and see what kind of coaching changes are made there. Uh, Denver Broncos had a routine big win at home against the Detroit Lions, 38-10, to 10, of course, uh, for Demarius Thomas, really, that one. And, uh, yeah, they, they, they look pretty good. Javante Williams continued his fine, good form, and, uh, and even his running back partner, Melvin Gordon, had a day. Yeah, um, that was pretty much the story of the Broncos there, um, on the field anyway at least, uh, was the run game. Um, Gordon and Williams kind of uh, ran over them all day. Um, both had two touchdowns each. And yeah, yep, the Lions are back to being the Lions. You know, they had their win last week and now they're the shit team we've been watching all season again. So, indeed, hardly unsurprising. Yeah, unsurprising too, the LA Chargers dispatched the New York Giants 37-21. Again, uh, Herbert absolutely ripping up the Giants here and uh, a routine win and puts them 8-5 and, and right in the playoff spot. 
Yeah, the Herbert we're uh, used to watching from uh, last year. Uh, he's been a little up and down this year, but man, does he have a cannon. That pass to Guyton for the touchdown. Yeah. You know, not really even setting his feet properly. An absolute cannon. 65 yards the ball traveling the air. Fucking class, like. And, you know, Eckler um, struggled a little bit, but, you know, still always does a bit of damage. Um, look, the Giants were poor, really. Um you know, Mike Lennon is playing for them at the moment. To find them hard to really establish the run. And look, they're a sick notes at receiver, left, right and centre. Guys coming and going there the whole time. No consistency really at all. So hard for them to get anything moving. But, um, you know, it doesn't look good for uh, New York at the minute. It does not. Then late on Sunday evening, we had two cracking games, both which went to overtime. The first one featured a win from my San Francisco 49ers, 26-23 over the Bengals. Again, though, this looked like a game that San Francisco were in total control of, that the Bengals back into it and went to overtime after the Bengals kicked a field goal. Brandon Ayuk with a mesmerizing touchdown for the walk-off win. Yeah, um... It definitely did look like uh, it was another one the Niners were going to throw away, but look, they pulled it out of the fire. Um, some outstanding catches from Kittle in uh, key situations. And uh, as you said, Ayuk uh, with a brilliant. I mean, how he stayed in bounds there is just outstanding. <laughs> like, it just really is. I mean, you just you yeah. can't teach that, I don't feel like. I mean, a guy either has that instinct or he doesn't. And uh, just a bit of genius there, really. That's it. And in real time, it looked like there's no way he stayed in. And then oh, yeah. in slow motion, yeah. you're just like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, how he levitated his knees off the ground there was outstanding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Quality. And, of course, then a big game in Tampa Bay. The Buccaneers welcomed in the Buffalo Bills, who have just really uh, fallen off the pace in the last couple of weeks. And... Uh, uh, the Buccaneers, again, were in total control here, but a second-half push championed by Josh Allen through the air and on the ground got them back to overtime. But uh, but TB12 pulled out a big touchdown to walk off with their win. Yeah, well, look, you don't want to be giving Tom the ball with a chance to win the game in any scenario, really. Um, you know, he's literally built his career on on that kind of stuff but look the story of this game i felt was um the bills are unable to run the ball the bucks knew it and they didn't call one run defense play all game i mean it's no wonder josh allen was able to run all over them because they were pinning their ears back on every play going after him and if he leaks out a small bit there's no one sitting there to tackle him like that's how he's picking up all these handy yards on the ground and all yeah. Um, they were like, we know you can't run it, so even if you try, we know it's not going to go anywhere because you're unable, and that's their biggest issue. They're incapable of running the football, and yeah, you know, they're not going to win any sort of Super Bowl if you can't run the ball. You can't win. You can't control the game. You can't control the clock, and you no, know, that was textbook there from Tampa. Everyone should do the same thing against Buffalo until they figure out how to run the ball. Just score on every play and pass rush. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what they did, and uh, yeah, controlled it for long periods, and as I say, just let them in towards the end. Then, late Sunday night, the Green Bay Packers host the 
the Chicago Bears. Bears up by 10 twice in this game at two different times. Still lose out by 15. 45 to 30, the most combined points in this matchup since 1955. High scoring, but brutal in the end, Owen. Yeah, that was the late game on Sunday. Yeah. There's no need to say anymore. I see. <laughs> I know, look, um uh, the Bears played very well in the first half. Um they played great. Uh really felt like we actually had the Packers on the ropes a little bit, but I mean they came out in the in the third quarter in particular and just kind of bet the shit out of the Bears really. Um Play calling was atrocious in the second half, particularly the fourth quarter from the Bears. I mean, what they were doing, they were fourth and inches on their own 40-yard line with 12 minutes to go down by 11, and we punted. And then coming out with, you know, 80 seconds left on the clock down by 15, and they're trying onside kicks and all this kind of stuff. Like, when when did you decide to try and win the game? Like, with a minute left, or do you know what I mean? When there's actually time on the clock and you might be able to do something. That was an absolute joke. Yeah. But look, yeah. the Packers were... You know, for large stretches in particular in the second half looked, um, you know, unbeatable. And they're making a real strong case for a Super Bowl favourite. So I think um, they've been looking great the last uh, number of weeks. Yeah, and they moved into the number one spot in the NFC because on Monday night, the Arizona Cardinals took their third loss going down at home to their division rival LA Rams, 30 points to 23. Again, Rams on both sides of the ball. Aaron Donald wrecking the game on defense. Cooper Cup just lighting it up as per usual on offense. Yeah, um, you know, Cup seems to be unstoppable. Um, they can several times they even doubled him, and look, he's still wide open. Like, um, he's just so shifty and you know so reliable in the catch. But uh, the Rams looked uh, quite good on offense. Um. And they didn't look too bad on defense, you know, missing um, Ramsey in particular was a late scratch. Um, I thought Williams really stepped up for them a corner, um, was one-on-one with Hopkins a lot of the night and uh, played really well. The longer the game went on, the more Williams was uh, dominant over Hopkins and not many corners ever can uh, say they uh, had a dominant game against DeAndre Hopkins. Um, You know, Murray had couple of really poor mistakes really to be honest about it um one uh interception was tipped all right but really poor one he threw to uh leonard floyd trying to get it out over his head wasn't even close um but look the cardinals will be all right um they're still a, a high firing offense and the defense is playing quite well as well but uh the rams were just a lot better seemed to be uh, a little more prepared last night yeah indeed they did so week 14 ended, of course, with yet more injuries, albeit not as many nor as severe as we've seen, uh, particularly last week, but still some big notable names on the list. Who you got? Yeah, um, Tyler Heineke left uh, his game with a knee injury, as did uh, Terry McLaurin. Uh, he's gone into five-step uh, concussion protocol. Rex Burkhead had uh, an injured groin in the Texans game, and it looks like uh, he's probably going to miss next week. Uh, the big names were uh, Lamar Jackson, 
uh, ankle injury unknown what kind of timeline he's going to be on day to day whether he'll uh, be playing next week or not along with josh allen who supposedly might have turf toe which uh you know is a painful one but uh you might see him trying to play through that uh austin eckler we saw him injure his ankle and they seemingly were trying to put three or four rolls of tape around it only for him to not even come back into the game anyway so uh one definitely to keep an eye on along with dj moore who uh left his game with a knee injury now it looked like he wanted to come back on but they were uh, not letting him on the sidelines uh kareem hunt re-aggravated his ankle injury looks likely to miss the game this weekend and equiminius sam brown also in concussion protocol poor equanimous big hit to so, fantasy owners worldwide huge huge yeah we started the news obviously on a sour note so i'm delighted to end this week's news on a couple of positive news stories across the balls the dynasty fantasy football league coach michael green is the proud father of a brand new bouncy baby boy. Congratulations to Michael, Sinead, and the Green family. Also, Adam Kendallen did the honorable thing, got down on one knee and proposed to his long-suffering girlfriend. And he, you know, you just can't be happy all your life, Adam. Congratulations. Congrats to um, Green and his family and Adam and... <laughs> you know, good job, Adam. I think <laughs> that's what I said. You can't be happy all your life. Pick your poison. All right, let's get into the week 14 rundowns. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. We're going to do things a little bit differently after week 14. As we came down to the pivotal end of regular season action. So, this week's rundowns are going to focus on three games in the playoff race. Three games in the toilet bowl race. As the inaugural Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football League comes to a close. Game one of the playoff race was a mouth-watering clash between the mediocre football team and Kenneth Killers. It was set up over the past number of weeks as each team brought a 9-4 record off the back of five-game win streaks to the table. Nothing between them up to this point of the season. Both would have good performances from Thursday night's game. Jefferson, Joseph and the Muth would put up 42.7 points on the board for Kenneth Killers. Osborne would put up 17 and a half for mediocre football team. Sunday night would roll around and the football team would see Herbert and Kamara breach 20, but only Eckler, Kirk and McManus would breach 10. Too many duds from Judy Conklin, Dylan Metcalf and the Cards D on Monday would leave a target of 137 points for victory. The killers would take a firm grip and blow past. Rashad Penny would explode alongside the Chiefs' defense for more than 26 points each. But the highlights would come late Sunday night as Tom Brady would get 30 and George Kittle 
with only Westbrook and Keeney and Reynolds getting under 10 points. The Killers with matchup their third 200-plus point game in the past four outings. They blow the competition away each week. Canis Killers take their 10th win of the season and are the inaugural suckiest bunch of sucks division champions. With the victory, they also secured the second seed spot over the That's So Ravens on head-to-head -head basis and have themselves a week 15 bye and also finish as the season's weekly scoring champion. Double whammy. Mediocre football team finish with a hugely impressive 9-5 record, finished the fourth seed, and look forward to a Week 14 wild card showdown. Yeah, um, look, I mentioned last week, um, I was hugely looking forward to this game. Um, bit of an anticlimax in the end. Um, Kieran continued his uh, his buzzsaw run. Um, you know, and doing it all without his, you know, two main running backs in uh, DeAndre Swift and Jonathan Taylor still racked up a 200-point week. I mean... Look, you're on fair play to you. That's uh, that's fair going. Definitely um, getting the help from uh, Tommy B himself. And, uh, you know, George Kittle has been playing out of his skin there the last couple of weeks. Uh, he really is uh, hitting a nice patch of form right on time for uh, Kieran. Um, yeah, he's got he's got favourite tag draped around his neck as far as I can, I'm concerned. Uh, yeah, I uh, would have to agree. Uh, just the sheer number of points has been putting up over, you know, the last number of weeks. Um, hard for anyone to beat, really. Um, let down a lot this week was Adam. Um, some of his uh, key guys just not coming up big. Metcalf again, streaky as usual. Um, you know, uh, AJ Dillon didn't uh, get as much uh, work done with. Aaron Jones back in the lineup. Um, Aaron Jones was siphoning the goal line touches, which yeah, didn't seems, seem to get a lot of snaps. A bit back, but... backwards to me. I don't yeah. uh, know about that, but look, uh, still brighter days uh, potentially ahead for Adam. Uh, he's got a nice uh, playoff matchup next week to look forward to. Um, so he won't be uh, he won't be too down in town in despair. For sure. Well, playoff race game number two. So the seven and six Dalvin and the Chipmunks take on the six and seven QB Antivax. The Chipmunks needed to win to guarantee a playoff spot. The Antivaxes needed to win, and other results go their way for a championship shot. But it would be far from close. QB Antivax would only see Leonard Fournette get over twenty points. Cousins, Hopkins, Hooper, and Zerline would reach double digits, but Mixon, Brown, Fant, Dallas, and the Ravens D would all forget, all fail to get going. Topped off with a goose egg, shockingly, from Terry McLaurin. Woof. Dalvin and the Chipmunks would take full advantage and ease to victory in the end. Dalvin Cook got the ball rolling Thursday night with a monstrous 35.2 points. And James Conner would have ended Monday night with 33.5. In between, the Burrow and Chase double stack would each get into the 20s. 
And only Wilson Carlson of the 49ers D would fail to hit double figures. A 73-point blowout. Dalvin and the Chipmunks finished the season 8-6. and six, Grabbed the fifth seed in the playoff on strength of schedule. And look forward to facing the mediocre football team in the wildcards. QB Andy Vax came close, but ultimately falls short at 6-8. They do, however, get the chance to take out their frustrations on my podcast partner in Week 15. Juicy. Yeah, uh, winning you're in here for Quinny. Um, he does it, uh, obviously, pretty convincingly. Um, some big scores from uh, Dalvin Cook uh, and James Conner in particular, really, uh, you know, putting a nice um, marker on it. He made the the big move a couple of weeks ago to bring in Barkley to try and improve his uh, playoff chances. And look, now he's in and whether he can get it done or not will remain to be seen. But, uh, you know, he's got some tasty players there. Um, he's going to be a handful for anyone uh, and everyone. Um, look, Ben, another disappointing week for him. Uh, lads letting him down. Likes a mix in, in particular. Um, McLaurin uh, got injured in his game, ended up with no points. You know, obviously they're going to be disappointing uh, stats. But uh, look, he's uh, he's rounded off the season um, with a loss. And, you know, that kind of works out in the sense that, you know, we get to have the all head-to-head matchup again next week. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Yeah, indeed it should. Well, finally, the playoff race, Game 3, was the most exciting game at the playoff end, and it was between the 7-6 and six Unnecessary Roughness and the 6-7 and seven Walking Dead. Unnecessary Roughness needed to win to be in. Walking Dead needed a win to have a shot pending the result in Game 2. This one went back and forth most of the weekend. Najee Harris got Unnecessary Roughness off to a good start Thursday night with 25.4 points. Walking Dead answered the same night with 17 and a half from Claypool. That was good, but only a one point from kicker Boswell. That was bad. Sunday night went back and forth. Walking Dead had Lockett and Javante Williams get into the 20s. Unnecessary Roughness answered back with Taysom Hill in the 20s. They added Cooper and Gallup in the teens, but had duds from Ingram, Jones and the Chargers D. Walking Dead answered those with Peoples, Jones, and the Broncos D in double figures, but duds themselves from Lawrence, Elliott, and Schultz. It was late Sunday night when this game turned. After a mediocre first half, Josh Allen pulled the Bills back into their game, grabbing 36.22 points in the process and moving unnecessary roughness clear. They would match a nice night from Montgomery with a dud from MVS, with a dud from their own from Mooney and 14-point performance from Matt Gay on Monday night. Unnecessary roughness snatch it by 22 points in the end, move 8-6 and and take the 6th seed and end the championship playoffs. Walking dead, they fall one game shy in an impressive end-of-season run. They finished 6-8 and eight and looking forward to avoid a dynasty toilet bowl. Yeah, another win in your in scenario, but this time for you, uh, you get it done. Um, Keen, yeah, as you said, made a, a real nice run the last couple of weeks, really pushing the, 
things were real bleak a couple of weeks ago but uh you know made a fist of things and just falling a bit short uh pretty unlucky on his part i think probably just a little bit of lack of depth in the um quarterback position um hasn't really helped him in the last number of weeks uh only starting one quarterback even this week um in a super flex league it's going to be a you're going to be in a little bit of an uphill battle um but some you know some like scoring on, on your part um obviously josh allen uh picking up the team on its back on his back and getting it done um you know what I mean? You only started one quarterback this week as well. Um, certain tight end. I know, ends, I know. Tight end no, no, Taysom I t- Hill I, in the I, super flex. I, I, I had Taysom Hill in my super flex. Yeah, tight end Taysom Hill in your super flex. Um, <laughs> you're gonna More be running back Taysom Hill as he took one in from 50 yards, you know, so. Yeah, garbage same. Um. <laughs> hey, and look, look. Hey, and I, 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 these are the breaks. Uh, I had this discussion with you in the build-up to the weekend. I had a huge dilemma. Do I play Taysom Hill away at the Jets when I have Lamar Jackson away at the Browns and Josh Allen away at a difficult box game? Yeah, oh, it was a nightmare to pick. And for once, I picked the right two to play. Yeah, uh, you know, and pretty much uh, a game-win decision, really. Um, if you'd uh, played uh, Lamar ahead of either of the other two, you uh, would have lost. So um, Certainly, certainly yeah. with Jackson, absolutely. Yeah. Or, or with uh, Josh Allen, but yeah, it would have been the losing decision. Um, so yes. yeah, you did well there. But um, look, uh, I think with the way, just looking across the league with the scoring this week, um, you know, a lot of those playoff teams, uh, some work to do on your own part, Alan. I think absolutely. I'm up against it, and there's no doubt. But the toilet bowl race was also ongoing in game one, so that's so Ravens heading in assured of a playoff spot as they took on the bottom side. Three and ten, I might have to trade. I might have to trade, put up some very solid scoring in this one. Only Hunt and Michelle would fail to hit double digits. Evans and the Titans D would each get over 20, while all other spots would be in double digits. But they would be at the lower end. C.D. Lamb finally gets a run. Bridgewater and Tucker all grabbing 15 points each. And a good score of 145.86 points earned overall. But the usual that's so Ravens buzzsaw would be produced again. A 0.4 point stinker from Robinson and 9 points from Jacobs would be the low lights here. Andrews and the Cowboys D would be well into the 20s. Knox and Jimmy G over 19 each with Hasty and Moore adding double figure Sunday evening. Monday night would see kicker Matt Prater and the season-crushing stack of Stafford and Cup pile on 69.78 points between them and lead them to an easy 45-point win. That's so Ravens finished the season on 10-3, and three, top of the division, Third seed in the playoff on head-to-head basis. And a big, big match for unnecessary roughness in the wild cards. I might have to trade. Finish 3-11, second from bottom. And with an unwanted first-round toilet bowl bye week ahead. However, they are just starting to score nicely at the moment to possibly avoid a toilet bowl trophy. 
Yeah, absolutely. Park the last couple of weeks now. Um, pretty respectable scoring, to be fair. Look, I think this game also shows him that he may not be all doom and gloom, but when you're playing uh, some of the guys at the a higher end of the table in this league, this is the kind of uh, this is the kind of buzzsaw you can expect to be running into. <laughs> um, respectable just doesn't get it done. Um, you know, absolutely uh, out outstanding performance again from uh, from Stephen here. Um, could have been a lot more uh, if uh, you know James Robinson. James Robinson was given ample opportunity in in Jacksonville to do something, but um, yeah, uh, nice win from Stephen here. Avoids the banana skin, flexes a little bit as he waltzes into the playoffs. Um, you know he's got to be a handful for uh, for next week out. Um, <laughs> again, Stafford Cup stack. I mean, outstanding again. Ridiculous. Yeah, demolition derby. Absolutely. Man, they are tough to beat. But, yeah, let's do it. Let's bring it on. Well, toilet bowl race. Game number two was almost a carbon copy of game number one. League leaders. I got this. I really do. Brought their 10-3 and three record into the final game of the season against the 5-8 and eight Greensdale human beings. Big Ben got things rolling for I got this with almost 25 points Thursday night. 20-point nights from Rogers, Jones, Renfro, and Godwin, with CH awfully close to Simmer. Only suck up with nine points, and a 5.7 dud from the almost always reliable Travis Kelsey would be the only blemishes on a 196.66-point haul. Green Cells human beings would not be able to hang with them. Adams would have a massive 34.1 points, but no one else would reach 20. With that said, only Murray, Shepherds, and the Saints D would fail to fire. Mahomes, Patterson, Johnson, Pitts, St. Brown, Tannehill, Butker, they'd all score in the double digits, and despite a very solid 157.36 points overall, they're still a long way short. Those buzzsaws once more. I got this, I really do finish as the league's best record 11-3 and three, and enjoying himself apparently with the top seed and first round championship bye. Rainsdale's human beings have seen the wheels fall off down the stretch as they lose four in a row to end the season to see their championship hopes fall away and they land in the toilet. Bowl championships. Yeah, uh, Green, you know, we uh, mentioned it last week, um, has really struggled to recover from uh, losing Derrick Henry. Now he's got some nice pieces on his team, so it's not all doom and gloom. If he can uh, navigate himself away from a, a toilet bowl this year, um, some big uh, off-season decisions to be made. And, you know, similar uh, comments, um that we made about Stephen apply to Ross here. I mean, puts up a, a pretty dominating score. Um, you know, picks up the easy win. Uh, flexing on his way as he waltzes into um, the playoffs. Uh, you know, he gets that first round by, so he gets to put his feet up next week. Um, himself and Kieran. Uh, hopefully, they don't, you know, fall asleep now or anything and have their head in the game for the following week. That's it. That's it. Finally, the Toilet Bowl Race Game 3. 
was the suckiest bunch of sucks basement battle between the four and nine kicking the squibs, the three and ten inch reserve to see who was indeed the suckiest bunch of sucks. <laughs> and boy, it was a close one. Injured reserve had Wilson hit 20 plus. Williams, Bateman, Cooks and Karn, double figures. This was the good side. The bad side included Hubbard, Uzama, Galladay, Myers, Jetsdy, and a goose egg from some guy called Jamar Jackson. As they all combined for 29.4 points. Kicking the squibs response was poor. No one got over 20. Beasley and the kicker Hopkins got into double figures, but Chubb, Gibson, Crowder, Heineke, and the Vikings D would all combine for just 32.8 points. Luckily for them, they would have Murray, OBJ, Ertz, and Van Jefferson to play Monday night. All bar Zach Ertz would secure touchdowns in this one, and a total of 62.12 points on the night means they get a come-from-behind victory by 14.28 points. Kicking the squibs, playing their fifth game of the season, ending 5-9, and nine, and into a juicy toilet bowl wildcard week 15. Injured reserve, limp to a 3-11 finish, secure a first-round buy in the toilet bowl, and surely carry favorites tag at the wrong end of the league. <laughs> not what you want to be hearing. Not what you want to be hearing. Look, um, I don't know if Anna will ever learn his lesson. I feel like uh, he jinxed himself in the group chat again. Um, not for the first time. And what seems like not the last time either. Uh, <laughs> You know, projected and putting up the pictures of him being projected to win and all that. Um, bit of a mistake there, maybe on his part. But you know, I look. I'm not gonna lie. I was a little bit nervous at one point Sunday night, but I knew I had lots of firepower coming in. Uh, coming into the Monday night game, I just needed that to be a bit of a shootout, and I should have been all right. And uh, you know, came to pass. Picked up the win. Don't finish bottom of the division. Um, that's. That's all there is to be said about this season. Uh, that you know, is indeed. Yeah, it's just teed up nicely that uh, myself and Ben get to go, uh, get to duke it out next week. I mean, it should be a, uh, should be good crack, and uh, you know, may the best man win. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll we'll look at the road ahead shortly. We usually do uh, a goat and scroll segment at this point, but uh, there was a lot of teams this week that had to win. A lot of teams got their wins, so. Rather, and a lot of high scores had across the board, so we just decided not to kick guys when they're down and not elevate guys when they're up. And uh, we'll look forward to the road ahead. <laughs> really? <laughs> can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. And so here we are. The inaugural Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football League Wildcard Week. In the championship, I got this, I really do. And Kenneth's Killers take a well-earned bye week off and await the wildcard winners. Third seed, 
that soul ravens take on six seed unnecessary roughness will the that soul ravens stafford cup stack continue to carry them on through the wild cards will unnecessary roughness qb injury issues bite them at the worst possible time as the fourth seed mediocre football team Take on a fifth seed, Dalvin and the Chipmunks. Will the mediocre football team shake off the recent loss to get another crack at Kenneth's Killers? Or will Dalvin and the Chipmunks continue their recent good form and continue their march for a ring? Exciting game zone. Yeah, um, two uh, you know, tasty matchups here. Um, the way the, the brackets have fallen out, um, Actually makes it uh, super exciting here, I think. Um, I think uh, potentially you're really up against it there. Uh, Steven's been a juggernaut all year. Um, you know, it's going to take a lot uh, to get that W. Uh, Quinny, Adam, that could be real close. That could come down to the wire. Um, look, I think two probably tight games, but uh, definitely think you're up against it, I have to say. Yeah, I think I'm up against two on. Obviously, need my QBs at full health, and I'm definitely going to have two of them not at full health. If, uh, you know, Lamar might not play even, and Josh Allen, if he's got a turf toe, isn't going to run for 100 yards like he did this weekend. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be difficult, but... Uh, and you only have hey. a tight end after that. Uh, you're up against it, for sure. Yeah, my tight end scoring 25 points plus a week on, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> In the Toilet Bowl Championship, Injured reserve, and I might have to trade, take the unenviable first round buys this weekend. Fifth seed, Walking Dead, take on fourth seed, Greensdale Human Beings. Will Greensdale Human Beings enact revenge for their recent loss between these two? Or will Walking Dead pile on a fifth loss in a row on their free-falling foes? And then, grudge match number two. Seventh seed, QB anti-vax take on third seed, kick in the squibs. Can kick in the squibs claim a, re- a, a claim a second win of the season over their nemesis? Or will QB anti-vax come out swinging on a revenge tour as he spends all week thinking, I will love it if we beat them. Love it. <laughs> oh, the excitement of it all. <laughs> Of course, the script couldn't be written any better than this, could it? Uh, yeah, playing Ben again this week. Um, obviously, back and forth all year. Uh, this should be a fun one. Uh, being honest about it, I actually think I am up against the term myself. Uh, I think uh, there's certain positions I'd rather his players than mine, uh, for sure. Um, yeah, it's going to be a fun one. Um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, definitely some bragging rights on the on the table. Uh, Absolutely, you, you put you put you put the first nail in his playoff coffin just just a few weeks ago. You could send him yeah. down the toilet this time, or uh, yeah, as we said, revenge is coming. Yeah, um, yeah, big revenge game, obviously for Ben. So, oh, definitely some excitement this week, and uh, you know, there's going to be some um, nervous nervous heads on on Sunday. Um, big game uh, between Kieran and Green. You know, we are Keen and Green. We said uh, Keen made a right run towards the end of the year. Obviously derailed this week, but uh, 
He'll hope to get back on track and avoid uh, any sort of dreaded toilet ball game. For sure. Lots of excitement action this weekend is going to be good. And uh, I, I'm pretty certain this weekend we get NFL action Thursday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. We sure games this week. do. There is the Thursday night game, Chargers-Chiefs. Uh, it's going to be a good one. And there's one game, on, or two games Saturday night. We have a half-nine kickoff game, Browns-Raiders, and a late-night game, uh, Colts-Patriots. Nice. All righty. Let's have a look at the If You're Not First or Last Fantasy League. <laughs> You're last. In the not first, your last fancy redraft league, it was again a week where there were playoff implications. Coming into the week, Kenneth's killers were guaranteed of a playoff spot. They hammer, bottom side, hot chub, time machine, finished 10-4, and four, and another playoff bye week for Mr. Kenneth. Mr. Meek seeks into destroyers. Also needed to win to get that bit by, and it did. Hammering the 7-7, seven and seven, my ball, Zach Ertz, by almost 50 points. They also take a week one by. Unnecessary Roughness were third and confirmed in the playoffs. They beat out Stats the Way You Like It, who finished 7-7. Seven and seven. There were three spots left. In the playoffs, with four teams looking for it. Any one of these teams, if you win, you're in. They all lost. As we talked about, stats the way you like it. Beaten by unnecessary roughness. My balls that hurts are beaten by Mr. Meeksies and the Destroyers. Owen, your suckiest bunch of sucks beat the fantasy football team. While deck to the future, lose out to Dalvin and the Chipmunks. Which means... Fantasy football team take the fourth seed. My ball, Zach Ertz, take the fifth seed. Stats the way you like it. Sneak in with the sixth seed. Not running quite as smoothly for Ross here. At the bottom end, deck to the future. Finish seventh on six and eight, just ahead of six and eight. Sucky Spencer sucks. And six and eight, Dalvin and Chipmunks and nine. Three games back. Adam's hot, uh, hot chub time machine bringing up the rear. So looking forward into the playoffs. Week 1 buys, as we said, for Kenneth's Killers and Mr. Meeksies and Destroyers. The fantasy football team take on my ball, Zach Ertz. And a repeat of Week 14. Unnecessary Roughness take on Stats the way you like it again in Week 15. And in the toilet bowl round 1. The hot chub time machine take on Dak to the future. While Owen and Aina go head to head once more. As the sucky Spencer sucks take on Dalvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah, uh, funny all week. Um, anticlimactic in a, in a lot of ways. Uh, all the teams that were uh, winning you're in, picking up a big L. Um, so standings pretty much remain unchanged from last week, which is... Uh, you know, pretty funny in a way. Um, but look, some uh, some nice scoring across the league uh, as usual. Um, you know, fair play to uh, to Kieran. Um, t- 
top in the league uh, here as well and you know having a really nice season 10 and 4 and you know um and, and uh, another league where he's going to be a, a difficult handful uh, for for anyone and everyone uh really putting his feet up next week with uh double buys yeah he's got he's got to win one of them done now or else you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about anticlimactic, uh, you know. You d- double bye weeks and then no rings at the end. Uh, do you know what I mean? But look, he's gonna be. Uh, I, uh, if I know him at all, he has his eye on two rings, uh, not no rings. So he absolutely does. I heard it from the horse's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I feel shocked, but look, I mean, you're in it to win it. You're in it to win it. He's having a great year. Absolutely. Lots to play for. It is a hugely exciting week ahead. Playoff week. Wildcard week. Uh, so yeah, it's been a great season so far. Thank you to all the guys involved in the league to uh, have kept up the uh, the banter and uh, the interaction and of course the concentration on the league. Uh, that's the most important thing. Everyone's committed. Everyone's involved and uh, you know we're looking forward to uh, the final three weeks of the season playing out. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, thanks for listening to us yarning in your ears all year as well. Uh, we enjoy doing this. Uh, it's a bit of fun and we're glad you uh, like it and interact. And, um, you know, it's all it's all for a bit of crack. There's no, uh, you know, no hard feelings at the end of no, the day. No, 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 no. And one thing we should point out, uh, just regarding particularly the toilet bowl, uh, the toilet bowl playoffs is that, we really want some integrity in this and uh we don't want to see any sort of uh uh tanking chicanery (laughs) yeah absolutely everyone should be out there trying to win every game and not uh and not falling for uh for uh better draft capital i suppose you know so uh let's keep the integrity up and uh let's not have to pull up anyone about it you know uh absolutely um you know um everyone wants uh everyone should want to win every week uh regardless of uh what week it is uh what's going on so you know set those lines start those cd lambs as they say the old saying goes the old saying goes start those cd lambs all right guys (laughs) enjoy week number 15 best of luck to everyone in playoff action this week congrats to those with their feet up commiserations to those with their feet up in the toilet and uh we'll talk to you next week yeah uh, it's gonna be another great week of games uh, in uh, fancy and nfl uh i'm looking forward to myself um you know a lot to keep an eye on and you know a lot of close matchups i think this week indeed all right we'll talk to you next week thanks for listening adios bye <laughs>